0: Welcome to BizTonic. This series of podcasts was imagined, created, and published by a wonderful group of international students from Metropolia University of Applied Sciences in Finland. We are in our second year of bachelor studies in the International Business and Logistics program and creating this podcast is part of a special project for our managerial communications course. We are thrilled to bring you an entertaining and inspiring series of interviews featuring some intriguing and fascinating guests who have a lot of experience in all things related to international business international entrepreneurship, and international job seeking. My name is Rachel from the United States, and I am proud to be the project manager of Biztonic. Katja and Misa are our lovely interviewers and the main voices of Biztonic. Both are from Finland. Nea, also from Finland, is our tech and editing genius. And Ava and Sinabel from Spain and Israel are our talented social media and marketing team. Being part of a group of people from all over the world has been such a great experience, And we hope to pass on some of that excitement to you. So welcome to Biz Tonic.
1: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Bistoni podcast. This is Katja here and I have Misa
2: with me in the studio. Hello you all listeners. We are so excited to start this podcast and we have great first topic today. As well we have very interesting quest here in the studio. We are talking about finding a job abroad and how is it to be as an international job seeker in Finland. This is so exciting. Let me welcome our guest who has very good own experience a
1: lot to say about today's topic. She is cultural mediator, chairwoman of International Working Women of Finland and Italian in Finland, Chiara Kosta-Viertanen.
3: Welcome to Bistoni, Chiara. Thank you. Hello everyone. This is Chiara here. I'm so excited to be here with you guys and uh, I hope that you will enjoy our conversation today.
1: Yeah, welcome and thank, thank you very much for joining, Chiara. Let's start with your presentation. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Yes, I am Chiara. I come from Italy. I moved to Finland about seven years ago. I'm a cultural mediator, which means I basically analyze cultural diversities and similarities also here in Finland. And I use these researches for analyzing and theoretically finding solutions to topics like employment, inclusion and diversity. I have been working uh, almost all my uh, working life in Finland in the public sector. I've been also very active in the third sector, so with the, the orga- non-governmental organizations. And I'm also uh, an activist. I am part of a, c- a collective that is called the Plus Collective, where we deal with issues same as a, a cultural diversity and inclusion through art and uh, speeches. And as Katia was mentioning before, I am the chairwoman of International Working Women of Finland. And that is a community of over five thousand women all over Finland that are that are interested in the Finnish work life. Most of us are working already. Some are still looking for a job, and we empower each other through this journey all together. And uh, in my <laughs> Personal life, I am quite an artistic person. I think that through art and through personal activism is possible to sensibilize the people through the to the topics that I find important. I am a woman, so I consider women empowerment one of the biggest issues that I like to deal with. And I also think that uh, women empowerment is for everyone, not only for women, but it's a topic that should be regarded also from men and non-binary people.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's really important topic, women empowerment, I think. And, and why, why did you want to work abroad? Was it like a long time goal or by chance? And did you move straight to work in Finland? Uh, well, <laughs> I was living in Italy.
3: I had uh, quite a nice job. Actually, I was working in Napoli's harbor. That is one of the biggest harbors in all Europe. I had uh, quite a nice salary considering my young age and quite a nice position. But, you know, I am a person that never settles, always tries to do better. I was graduating from university at that time. And um, uh, at that time I met o- who is the father of my child. And I said, oh, well, let's give it a try to Finland. You know, <laughs> like at least I came for holidays and I liked the place. And then when I graduated, I was really lucky. I found a job already while I was in Italy. I found a job in English in Finland. So I was like, well, maybe it's destiny. And I moved to Finland. So the first couple of years I was working only in English. I didn't really put an effort to learn Finnish, my bad. And uh, destiny wanted for me that the place where I was Working got closed. So I was unemployed, not knowing the language and not having a good network in Finland. So that's when, you know, the questions started for me. And, uh, yeah, so I was wondering, like starting wondering what should I do? Should I start learning Finnish? Should I find another job in English? You know, like a question start coming and not always it's easy to find uh, an answer to that when you don't have a good work life network so to who to ask these questions, right? And, uh, Seven years ago, there was not all the services that are available at the moment. So I was quite much alone making these questions to myself. And uh, so I was unemployed. I I got uh, this kind of, you know, job for paying the rent that I was not really interested in. But, you know, what you don't do for paying the rent. And yeah. uh, that's when uh, then I got I got my child and uh, after the maternity leave, then I needed to take, you know, a decision about it. Like you have to do something now, not only about what is now, but a long term plan. Like what do you see yourself in five years, 10 years and so on. But it was really hard to find a job by myself. First thing first, because I really didn't know what I wanted to do somehow. And uh, even if I knew, I didn't have a network to who to ask what to do, because in Finland, statistics show that 83% of the jobs that are available in the job market, they are not really advertised online and you get to know about them through other people. So. The, the concept of sauna cavalry <laughs> it's very well uh, possible to apply in this case. And because I didn't have such a network, and not only me, a lot of international women don't have such a network because actually most of the women come because of their spouse, their partner, and so on. So they don't have this kind of network advertising, this kind of uh, hidden job places. Uh, it was really hard for me to get to know about this 83% of hidden jobs. And what I did is that... (gasps) I started looking for some kind of a mentoring program or some kind of a, you know like a, like a, a career coaching program in which some professional would help me do that and it was actually working because then I joined this uh, career coaching program of the city of Helsinki that really I can say changed my life because the person that I met was certain that the, in the beginning actually mapping my skills what was my university degree and what theoretically I could do in Finland with that because (laughs) I, the fact is that what the job I was doing in Italy was completely different from my university degree, because my university degree, is, uh, the title is like multilingualism and multiculturalism. So not really having a lot to do with the customer service. So I was really confused and uh, not really focusing on a single goal. And uh, so we started talking about it and it was quite straightforward to me saying, listen, if you want to study something else, it's good. but." I are you ready? You have a small child. That's going to be a long process. How about mapping what you can actually already do with what you have? And that was really like a game changer for me because I had an external person that made me realize what are my skills, what I can do. Also, because when you are long term unemployed, you actually even forget who you are and what you can do. And you start, you know, kind of degrading your skills. That's why instead a neutral person from the outside telling you, you actually can do this you actually can do that it really helps and empowers so through him I got my first job like a serious <laughs> job in Finland and that was so life-changing because the project manager that I was working for she believed in me even though my Finnish language skills were not that strong she believed in my skills and she was dedicating basically one day every day to teach me stuff and uh, I think th- this was not part of her job, but like uh, you know, like not part of her what she needed to do with me. But she really changed my life like, uh, as well because I learned uh, more in those one hour per day with her than in three years in university. Seriously, like uh, she would teach me how, for example, how to look for grants, how to connect, how to create your network. And as we were speaking before, I didn't have a strong network, and network is basically almost everything in Finland. So having a person that can open the network for you, it's really a key for an international uh, worker in Finland. So then I started creating my network and I started using my skills. And that's when the magic happens. People started getting to know me and what I can actually do. And uh, I think that the key was that uh, people started seeing beyond the language skills, but started concentrating more on the actual soft and hard, uh, soft and hard skills that I had to offer in the job market. So then uh, slowly, slowly I started, you know, like a climbing in my career. And here I am. I can say that I'm quite satisfied having uh, this kind of, you know, job and then having our NGO and then having our collective activism. So like I, I can say that I have full hands <laughs> in uh, what I like to do now.
1: Yeah, your story is so inspiring, and I'm sure that it inspires also other international talents to look for a job and, and uh, help them to believe that it's it's still possible. As you know, in Finland, it's quite challenging to find a job as international talent. But talking about the main reasons about that, what do you think? What are what are they?
3: Well, I think the reasons are very. One can be actually the fact that. Uh, uh, immigration is something still relatively new in Finland. Uh, big waves of, fin- of uh, immigrants in Finland arrived, that started arriving like just 20 years ago. So it's like really, if you, it's like peanuts compared to the rest of Europe. And uh, what we consider the big waves of uh, refugees, etc., is just like a four or five years. So it's really like nothing. And I think that Finland is already doing a lot, and I mean really a lot, for trying to integrate uh, international job seekers. Uh, like programs are appearing every day. There is some new programs, some new mentoring programs, some new career coaching programs, but it's a process that takes time. So, you know, like we are still in the beginning here in Finland. We are doing well, but uh, it takes time, of course. And the second is, of course, the Finnish language. It's not easy. And uh, like I can say, at least Katja can say, that I, I speak a decent Finnish. I can work in you Finnish. Speak.
1: Yeah, you speak very good Finnish. You, you should be Thank proud you.
3: of it, really. <laughs> Thank you. But you know, the grammar is not the easiest ever. So. If you want to be uh, working in Finnish, and of course it depends also on the field, but let's say most of the fields require fluent Finnish, and it's something that not necessarily international uh, job seekers have. We have, of course, these integration programs in which you have to learn intensively Finnish, but as you also know, puhekeli and kiriakeli are completely two different things. So it might be that the Finnish language you have learned during your class doesn't necessarily really help you during your board life. Plus there is the to yourself, so. so the work vocabulary that might be hard even for Finnish people like in my case that I deal indeed with cultural diversity and uh, multiculturalism etc we have quite specific vocabulary that sometimes even Finnish people might not know so you know it's a uh, It's a continuous research and uh, learning process. And uh, I think that on this, also people that is working already doesn't have like a lot of help on that. Like, for example, uh, workplaces offer a lot of training. So for training the soft skills and uh, for learning new things or for, you know, for advancing in your career. But very, very rarely uh, employers offer work vocabulary courses to their workers so it's like it's something that you have to do individually It's not really considered also from the workplace or something important so i think these are the two main reasons at least i think so the recent immigration phenomenon in finland and the finnish
1: yeah very good points giara And on your blog, which is, by the way, very good, I can recommend it to all our listeners, you write about anonymous recruitment, which could be one tool to help international talents to find a job in Finland. Um, And what kind of other solutions would you suggest making it easier to find a job in Finland?
3: Well, I think that... Trainings are really important, but trainings not only to the employer, because the employer knows already what's the vision of a company. Uh, Training should be also to the other workers, because I understand that a group that is used to work in a certain way, with certain kind of people coming from the certain background, coming from a certain working background, can see an international worker as a little bit of like an element of disruption you know what i mean Like, okay now we have to deal with new uh, ways of working new language uh, skills or non-skills different ways of seeing timelines etc so trainings are really important for the whole company for the whole workplace and also another of the another tool that would be important is how to use better the system of the two harriotter and the two okay look, so basically the job apprenticeships that are available because those should be moments for learning and to see like a win-win situation like learning for the employee but also kind of training from the employer for seeing if this person is fitting in the workplace. While well, instead, unfortunately, it's sometimes it's just used, you know, as a, a bit of I don't want to say free workforce, but uh, like a, a a person to who to give things that, that other people don't want to do somehow. So should we kind of regulate it a little bit more the system. And uh, third, and I think the most important, is to change the representation that we give of foreigners in Vietnam. Like media has a huge role in this and uh yeah. Uh, the kind of image that the media give of immigrants—it's always basically the same, like the poor person, unskilled, not, maybe maybe kind of lazy too. Why not say that? And when instead there is a huge, huge, huge workforce that is not fully used at the moment because of this kind of media stereotypes that are fed to people. One simple example is, for example, just use Google. If you Google stuff about in Finnish about foreigners, the images that come to the related research are kind of eye rolling if you for example google mentoring program for foreigners there is always a Finnish native person or Finnish looking person mentoring a person that you know a person of immigrant background often stereotyped as Muslim or African background which is quite degrading to these two groups I think while instead there are plenty of them that actually work as trainers and as coaches themselves I do not represent them, you know. So I think media should learn, you know. I understand that it's much more juicy and interesting to show the bad side of international <laughs> workers and international job seekers in Finland. But I think this should be changed, like a show positive stories, a show inspirational stories are really useful, not only for the job seekers, but also for the employers, you know, like to understand, hey, if this other play, workplace is managing to internationalize their workforce. Let's give it a try.
2: And when talking about stories and things like that, what kind of place f- from your perspective is living in Finland and finding the right network and things like that?
3: Well, I think you need really need a key person or a key group that helps you to find them. Like in my case, this was Six, like six years ago, five years ago, I had my uh, project manager. That was my key opener, and she helped me. She was coming with me to these networking events, networking coffees. She was organizing for me this some kind of informal networking uh, coffees with people and uh, she was my you know like my o- door open opener and now we're trying to do the same in international working women of the basically empowering each other uh, networking each other putting the people in contact oh, it doesn't need to be necessarily a formal way but even a coffee or now in coronavirus times a zoom call or together and brainstorming doesn't necessarily have to be you know like let's meet in the office with a full ready agenda it's just let you know let the conversation flow and let mind connect. That's, I think, the best way to network here in Finland. Actually, also something I did was this, uh, it's called informational interview, Basically, I was I was making a list of people that I was finding inspirational or that were where I wanted to be. And I was searching from them in LinkedIn. And what I did, I just sent them an email saying, I'm really interested in your career path. And I would like to get to know about it more because I would like to. I don't want to say like, I don't want, I want to be you, but I want to be, uh, I one day I want to say that person inspired me and I am where I am. And yeah. I got to know. Yeah, Uh, I got some like uh, ready made questions that I like that uh, would be, you know, like I would like to get to know more about that person. I would send them in advance to this person if this person would agree. To have an information now interview with me and uh, when uh, then when the time was agreed the person had already some time to prepare the uh, answers so, and we would have like one hour conversation together about like uh, info, not looking for job vacancies but like uh, how to get to know those job vacancies or how to be a better working figure in Finland like for example do you read any blog or website or magazine that could be interesting for me? Do you know any network that I could join? Is there any newsletter that you read every week that is really useful? You know, all these kind of like a practical tips and, tips and tricks that
2: you yeah. can get from professionals. And when talking about networking and things like that, LinkedIn is, is really popular now. Like, do you use it actively and have you find their networks? I have to say I'm
3: guilty with this, I'm Mm kind of lazy with LinkedIn, (laughs) I have a profile, I kind of update it sometimes, but I'm not as active as I should be. I have to admit it. I'm more active on Facebook, I have to say, even though I have noticed that the latest trends show that the Finland, LinkedIn is getting more and more. And one thing that a lot of international job seekers have noticed is that this uh, like uh, this uh, ev- ev- evol- evolving of LinkedIn is growing and growing, but it's still only in Finnish. So it's kinda of a little bit harder to get into this rolling wheel, you know, together with the natives. So uh it would be nice to kinda of start a movement of inter, like uh information sharing about Finland but in English. So I hope somebody will start it. I and yeah. uh yeah I think I should be more actively in linked into
1: so Yeah that's true. That there is a very strong Finnish network in in, in LinkedIn but they are writing mostly in, only in Finnish. And same with all the social media, actually, same in Twitter.
3: Yes, it's same in Facebook. There are actually many of these uh, big groups that are like uh, networking groups or uh, job uh, vacancies, sharings, etc. that are uh, in Facebook, but they are mostly in Finnish and might be not really flexible on having a open thread in English. So, it might be that the open thread is not like the English thread is not accepted. So, but I have noticed also on the other hand that there are many networks that are becoming flexible with this. Like, uh, okay, this is our Finnish-speaking uh, network, but if you want to contribute in English, do it. We might answer in Finnish, but uh, you know, like uh, let's, uh, you can do it in uh, like in English yourself. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but it is, it is so interesting. There are so different platforms, places to network, and and even this situation now is really a COVID situation. It's... Well, I think that we can take the good side
3: of it, actually, mm. because uh, we are very used to network only with the uh, people that is close to us, you know, like physically. Mm, now, yeah. these times so we have learned how to network also by distance. It's not necessary to go to offices and to coffee with people. You can also just network on Zoom, you know. And yeah. it's actually a good tool because you could show presentations to people. You can show, you know, like a paper sheets to people, facts, etc. Very easily and uh you know like
2: you can do it from wherever you can do it yeah from home it's, from home. it's new normal kind of it thing yeah. yeah and uh, sometimes uh, people for
3: example wouldn't join uh, a networking meeting or a, a seminar because was during the work time was really hard to move. Or you know they have their own personal life too, so it's hard you know to move ahead and behind. While instead this new normal also makes easier to participate to networking programs.
2: Yes, exactly. But hey. It was it is so nice to know and hear your story and especially learn so much about things like being international woman and woman empowerment in Finland and living here and networking, all these things. But to wrap up this inspiring conversation about working abroad and job seeking, my final question is, uh, what is your ultimate tip or advice for international job seeking?
3: I would say that uh, don't be alone, don't close yourself in your struggle and also don't surround yourself with the Debbie drowners, <laughs> so, uh, surround yourself with people that can empower you, that can make you believe in you, that can share tips, that can even make you believe that things can be possible. It can be hard, we are not saying that it's easy, but it's not impossible. There are many of us that are where they wanted to be, and with the right network and the right, uh, you know, like energy and the right positive vibes, it's possible. It will take work, but the work works. It so just go out from your comfort zone, and meet the people that will help you to be always the better version of yourself. Join the programs, join the networking communities, even just. Join a group of friends that can make you believe in yourself and don't be alone.
1: Th- those are excellent tips. Thank you very much for your time and interview, Kiara. It was interesting to hear all these stories and ways you have built your career here in Finland. Thank you
3: so and much. And you so are much. such an inspiring person. We wish you, all you. the best. I'm also a very talkative person, so I hope that I
2: I not talk too much. <laughs> no, you you get you get re- really good story, and and we are interested both of us to hear these stories and. And we, we learned a lot today and hope you guys there enjoyed as well. And if you have any questions for Chiara or us, please go follow up on Instagram and send us a direct message there. Thank you for everyone for listening, BitSTonic post- podcast,
1: and have a nice day. See you on Thank next you. episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye
0: bye. Bye. We're so happy that you've joined us, and we hope that we have been able to inspire and motivate you to follow your dreams in international business. We have more amazing guests to introduce you to, so we hope you join us again for another episode of BizTonic and follow us on, on Instagram at BizTonic for more. Thanks again for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by the BizTonic podcast team Rachel, project manager, Gadian Misa, interviewers, Nea, editor and tech manager, Ava and Snabel, social media and marketing. Thank you for joining us
3: we <laughs>